Previously, on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. As the Flaccid Five look for a place to lay their perpetually weary heads, Groth finds a strange obelisk in a suspicious clearing. And guess what he does? I'll take my chances. I'll, I'll approach it. Groth never comes back. <laughs> I do like a good obelisk. Good time. They really can't even help themselves sometimes. I gotta touch it. I gotta touch it. Yeah, open yourself to it. It's an obelisk. You can not touch it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bo comes across an abandoned campsite. This could work, but maybe they have they have found better options. Upon further investigation, the camp tells a tale of a harrowing pursuit. Hmm, okay, I changed your mind. This is not a good spot. <laughs> oh, this is all very confusing. I don't know what to make of it. It's fine. It looks, seems dangerous, at least, so... Kieran quickly finds an optimal campsite, but I don't think we're headed there tonight. The strange gets stranger. If any of y'all ever heard of uh, Omni? The mystery thickens as Bo brings back an abandoned legionnaire shield from the campsite. Where the hell did you find that? Um, an abandoned camp. It looked like they left in a hurry too, so I figured we shouldn't stay there. An ancient obelisk in the snow. A missing legionnaire. And where the hell is Frost Knuckle? Maybe we'll find out today, under the shattered sky. Welcome back to the Reroll Gaming Podcast. It is I, your puppet master Tan, joined by five goons who like to play fantasy with me. And take Light nice walks on the beach. Strong assumption. And take. <laughs> Can Tanner come out and play fantasy? <laughs> that more or less was most of my childhood. But it was no, just shut me up. Alone. You're playing baseball. Yeah. Normal kid. <laughs> but instead of asking Dad tried. Like, his mom or Ayla, because she plays with us too, we go ask uh, Viper. Now I'm just really into D and D and baseball, like a fucking weird paradox. Is there a tabletop RPG? Like, is there a tabletop version of baseball? Dude, I bet. There's got to be like a fantasy 100%. baseball tabletop RPG. When I was a kid, I was into baseball sure cards, is. and I, I had like a little dice game for like hitting and stuff. It was probably <laughs> not very well balanced, but. And also, you know if I you for... play dice games by yourself, you just lie and get the outcome you want. So it doesn't even roll a six and be like, ah, it's a two. <laughs> um. I forgot about this until recently that I played like it's just one of those things I just deleted from my memory until like I remembered that fact that it existed. But the, did anybody play the Game Boy like color uh, Pokemon trading card game? It was like the trading. Yeah. It wasn't the oh. Pokemon games, but it was the trading card game for Game Boy. I just discovered that the other day on Nintendo Switch online. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's on there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Li- yeah. Like literally yesterday, I think my boss was driving to a job site a long way away took me with him so i was like well okay i'm gonna play around on my switch and i found that played it for two hours yeah i forgot about it like and i played the shit out of that did anybody who collected pokemon cards as youth did anybody play the game i played like no once yeah i I think i tried once i was like (laughs) i I just kind of want to look at it yeah i uh, you guys um i was doing that your first huh huh do you remember what your first card was or how you got it or both or neither uh yeah, I got a a first edition holographic Mew like right what the fuck? after it came out in my very first pack. And 
Damn. Everybody was like, holy shit, that's worth like more money than you probably see in a year on allowance. And I was like, well, I guess I know what I'm doing now as a fucking career. So I sold that card for a bunch of money and bought a bunch of packs and got like two more holographics that were I was like, holy shit, this can pay for itself if you buy big enough batches. The start you eventually get a card that's worth something. And I how old were you? Is this like five year old Brennan like flipping cards? Like six weeks ago. Like eight. Yeah. I wish I have a lot of money now. I forgot to tell you guys. I like that the, the idea too that like there could have been so many adults in that situation just be like for young Brennan being like you're stupid there's no way you're ever going to turn this into any kind of lucrative career and now there are streamers whose whole job is opening cards and like you know being like oh yep that one's worth like twenty four thousand dollars yeah <laughs> fucking insane yeah I never have the, um, on a smaller league than that but yes that's what yeah. I was doing go ahead, Lazar I never collected the cards but I did have fun playing the card game with my uncle who collected the cards so that's like so the opposite why? of yeah. the experience that yeah. we had <laughs> i did have a, a few times but did you have a lot of those little gems oh, the yeah, gems, gems that came with them i don't yeah, i don't even the know what the fuck counter the, like, things. yeah counters they're yeah. just little they weren't really rocks but just little and now i have <laughs> this bag of math rocks here to they're probably those those gems are probably made out of like superheated condensed like garbage or something <laughs> Just like me. Yep. <laughs> um, my first card was a Tangle that somebody gave me on the school bus, and I was like, this is kind of cool. And then I think I actually, you know, I still have all my Pokemon cards. They're in the closet right over there. You do? Because you gave them to me, and then I gave them away. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I gave you some of them or something. There was, it was a pretty big stack. There was like a little kid who was like really excited about them. And it was a mom's boyfriend at the time, family and I was like, well, you can have these. And he just got really pumped, but they're really old. So I think they were kind of like, what the fuck are these? I think I remember that because they're all just rubber banded together. Basically. Yeah, yeah, those ones. I think I I think I have all the, the important ones. OK, the yeah, it just seemed like there wasn't really anything cool in there. Honestly, I got a ton of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, too, but I don't even know why well, I had yeah. those because I wasn't even really into Yu-Gi-Oh. I used to be a Yu-Gi-Oh fucking tyrant, dude. I like would. <laughs> I had a Yu-Gi-Oh deck that I just put way too much time and money into, and I would fuck up every kid in my neighborhood with my like nobody wanted to play me, and I it was just, I was just cruel. Like you could be ten years younger than me, and I'm beating you turn two, like just yeah, not you, even. Did you, did you have all the parts of like Exodia? I shit? almost did. I almost did. Okay. I, did I you uh, watch it. the show? Oh yeah! Oh, I had I had yeah. one of those fucking dual things. You had the arm thing. Oh, dude! Like I Hell mowed yeah. like seven lawns in a weekend to get one of those. I did and, not. Like, I refused to kid. That's so weird. That's I refused so to play funny. unless How I could I use my dual that? disc. Right. I should have known. So Why didn't you tell me this before? Six oh, I years wish ago. I still had it. That's fucking amazing. It's incredible. The, like tears. Of, it was built out of tears of five year olds. Well, you know, it's it's a good thing that we're all like we've all kind of grown up and like matured. So let's go ahead and move on and play some Pathfinder. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. On that note, I'm definitely making some memes with like the Yu-Gi-Oh shit of you. It's it's gonna be great. I was the Napoleon of Yu-Gi-Oh in Milton, Washington. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good moniker to have, but <laughs> but I have it. I'm surprised you don't like. I don't know. There's there's so many Yu-Gi-Oh memes and you've never even mentioned it. It's one Fuck. of those things where it's like I buried it in myself a long time ago and I'm scared <laughs> if I 
take the shovel and dig once i'll keep I, then i'll yeah, have a dual again. disc and i'll be fighting for <laughs> all the kids in your complex again. oh you know what <laughs> I, I actually have yeah exactly i actually have a funny story about this my dad took me to a uh Yu-Gi-Oh tournament at a target one time it was like sunday at like 8 a.m and he took me there and i played a like way younger kid and beat the shit out of the kid and like I, I was like, okay, your life total zero, you lose. And he le- he was like, okay, my turn, and kept playing. And then I was just like, what? And he was with... <laughs> Listen here, you dumb little bitch. <laughs> he was with his, like, dad. And then he did. He was like, I play this, and I win. And then he's like, just like in the show, you have to give me your deck. And I was like, the fuck I do? His dad's like, all right, come on, let's let's get out of here. <laughs> You're not... You lost, buddy. Let's just go. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know why I still remember that. Um, but there's probably like a split second of panic where like there was like this older dad with his kid. And you're just like, wait, am I actually gonna have to give this kid my dad? They would have to beat the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> a very cold dead body. Very loosely organized tournament. Not impressed. Zero to ten. Never, never went back to that target again. <laughs> Toys R Us. Whatever. Let's jump back into our fantasy adventure full of our nerdy characters that we create and one day we'll have a trading card game made after and an anime and in <laughs> fuck that'd be sick <laughs> it'll be like bootlegged like copyright infringement stuff though and we just won't have any legal recourse because we can't afford a lawyer yeah also none of us are going to voice our characters they're going to be voiced by people who are not at all matching our characters it's gonna be great <laughs> vin diesel is going to voice all, all gonna my characters ray romano character. Can we get Ray Romano? See, that would be too on brand. We can. Somebody can. We're going to get somebody to play as Ray Romano playing your character. Vin Diesel playing Ray Romano playing (laughs) your character. (laughs) Oh my god. Nobody's going to have a good time. Not even Vin Diesel. Now, please help me refresh my memory. I believe we left off with the party splitting, if I wasn't mistaken. Or are you all going to... We all I think were. we decided we were all going to go back to the, the yeah. Legionnaire's camp. The Legionnaire's camp. Okay, it is starting to, this sort of gleaming, permanently dusky twilight is starting to fade back into the darkness of this oppressive night. I think we were going to stop and look at the first place on the way to the camp, right? Nara's Grove, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The place where she saw <laughs> the, the footprint. She was trying to find the, the, the eject where button he saw the chair. Footprints. I, I was scratching my head. <laughs> <clears throat> this journey is pretty easy. Bo, you're leading. You have had come here in the first place from this site you found. And you, within the hour, come to this trail uh, where, Bo, you point out these wolf prints as well as the small prints of what you likely to believe is a dwarf at this point. And they are leading off. Um, down this sort of almost goat path leading deep into a dense hilled craggy snowed area okay are there only footprints going in or are there some coming out too that's a good question i can't remember what you rolled for me previously so why don't i get uh, Bo, so why don't I get a survival roll from you, Kieran? Or from whoever is looking for this. 
26. 26. You notice the wolf tracks return. You see them facing downwards, heading into the craggy area and coming back out of it. I still think that we should follow the dwarf prince if he's freezing somewhere or injured. It could be the difference between his life or death. Again, these prints are roughly a week old. Oh, a week old. Yeah, just like, I believe that's what I said last episode. Oh, I didn't realize it was that long. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I remember a specific Redact that I said that then. <laughs> it's not as Redact. urgent as I thought. Got on you to say something? I didn't <laughs> quite hear you. I was just musing that if this had been today, that it might have been more urgent. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should at least go check his camp before we write this off as a loss. Continuing back to the camp that Bo had previously found, you approach this abandoned area. It's got old coals under snow in the fireplace. Or camp fireplace, I guess. Not like a obvious... Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Mm. I there... think as we approach to... Uh, sorry to cut you off. I think uh, Flint will ask that... Uh, say, hey, let me... Why don't you guys hang back? Let me take the lead. Be my guest. Okay. Okay. And you approach Flint and see this abandoned campsite. You see places where obviously the shield was that seemed to be seemed to have been disturbed by Bo taking it, as well as the uh, pack of supplies or where it was. What are you looking for? Um, I mean, it may be anything that Bo missed, any signs of recent activity, but um. I think also as as Flint approaches the camp too, he will kind of call out um, in a raised voice. Uh, just call out, "Stone brother, you there?" In uh, Dormish. The silence is your only response. Right. Give me a perception check. Okay. Oh, that was almost a five, but it's not. It's a thirty-two. Thirty-two. The curse has been lifted. Not not yet. Don't give me false hope. <laughs> Looking around, there doesn't seem to be anything that Bo necessarily missed. This campsite was very lightly packed. Seems like... Seems like whoever was traveling wanted to be able to move quickly, but even so, left his shield in his pack. However... You do find the old sort of frozen blood trail that Bo had found that led kind of in the opposite direction of where the tracks were um, headed back towards your original location. It is originating from this sort of stomped down pile of hay that is buried under some snow in this campsite. Just a light dusting because this is under kind of an overhang, but sometimes the wind brushes in the precipitation. And just walking maybe a few feet, maybe 10, 20 feet out of the camp, kind of following the trail, you look up, and in the distance, on top of a ledge that is very thin but craggy, 
you see a mountain goat. It regards you from a distance, wary, but the peculiar thing about this goat is it has a saddle equipped to it. Hmm. Does it look like it's, um, like, leashed off to anything, or is it just kind of standing there? It looks like it's standing there sort of away from you. In fact, when you were... Perhaps you didn't hear it at first, but when you were continuing to follow the blood trail, you heard faint sort of clicks of, of stone okay. as it sort of got to a higher advantage away from you. Um. Okay. Flint's going to glance around the camp. Is there any, like, goat feed or anything like that? Sure. Uh, there's. I mean, there's some, like, loose hay that could potentially be. Okay, sure. Fed to this goat. Um. Yeah, Flint will... Uh, grab a handful of that hay and just sort of uh i mean how far away is it pretty far away it would have to like it would be a little bit of climbing to get up to it or it's maybe about 50 feet up you okay. get the sense just looking at this rigid hillside it'd be very difficult to climb this goat's obviously a very avid mountain climber yes as goats are yeah um you can see the hydro flask with a couple like stickers <laughs> hanging from its saddle <laughs> Um, but you could try to lure it down to you. Sure. Is, um, just for, I don't know, just, just to help flesh out the scene a little more. Is the boy, uh, is the goat a boy or girl? Um, you cannot see its genitals from this <laughs> okay. distance, unfortunately. Not even I mean, his genitals binocular? Flint's, uh, yeah, do you, do you have your genital? genitals? Yeah. Well, Flint doesn't leave home without his genital binoculars. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess just approaching this goat slowly and cautiously, Flint will say, again, still in Dorvish to this goat, assuming, you know, trying to mimic maybe like the sentiment of its rider potentially and say, easy there, friend. You look like you've had a long day. Come and get some nice tasty hay food. That rhymed. I don't like that it rhymed, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> now, Star wants to try to intimidate it down here. You're like, get down here right now. <laughs> do you still have, I'm, I know we've talked about this, but do you still have the ring or you don't have the ring? Or I think I do have the ring, actually. Okay. She's got the ring. Okay. So. Flint is trying to do this alone right now, though. I don't know if you guys see or hear No, this. nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> so get in there, Star. <laughs> so. What you're going to do is take the nature action of trying to command an animal. Now, I have a question for you. What language did you speak to this goat in? Dorvish. Okay. Go ahead and roll a nature check, but I'm going to have you give me a plus six. Plus mm -hmm. two for the feed that you are offering it. It's hay, so it's not the most delicious treat. But as you're speaking Dorvish... You get the sense that it feels a bit more comfortable, or it's at least helping your case. Okay. Well, here we go. Yeah, okay. You said plus six. Yep. Rolled a 14, so class of 20. Which isn't great, but it's not the worst thing ever. You don't have any bonus to nature? I have a plus three. Oh. So I rolled an 11. Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. That's a good question. This goat eyes you with a strong hesitation as if it has been hurt previously by some sort of predator. 
and there is a tense air that hangs for a moment before clunk, 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 clunk. It begins to slowly descend the wall and you wait patiently until it comes up to your hand and takes a bite of the hay and probably takes a good four or five steps back, but is now much closer to you. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, Flint will step back towards the camp and maybe just plop down on a log. Just try to, you know, let this let this goat enjoy its snack and hope it doesn't, you know, take off immediately afterward. Okay. Just kind of give it a minute to try to throw it or show it that you know, Flint's not a threat to it. What is? What are the rest of you doing? Do we see what's happening? You, yeah, I would say you. If you have eyes on the camp, you can probably see this at this point. Did, um, but that's kind of up to Tanner. Is that blood trail seemingly from the goat? Yes. You with this information, you can probably ascertain that. Okay. Does it look? It looks uh, like it's actively bleeding a little bit. No, this is this is very old blood that you found. Okay, gotcha. That's probably scabbed up. Um, I think Groth is going to try out this feat that he's never really put to good use uh, called Read Psychopatric Resonance. And Ooh, that sounds yeah. complicated. <laughs> I'm going to walk over to the tent and I'm going to attempt to get a psychic impression from a moment of uh, either panic or at least pragmatic like this is fucked, gotta go ness. I guess I don't I don't know the name for that kind of feeling, but Panic. panicked. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. I don't know. You know, he's a he's a badass motherfucker of a dwarf. He might just see a fight and size it up immediately and be like, Well, I gotta run. Or I'm gonna die and you not can... have a particularly strong feeling about it. So I just I don't know, if I figure if I narrow it down to those two things, I'm only spending like five minutes looking instead of hours okay and what is describe to me what this ability does uh it says with the touch you can read the psychic impressions left on an object by their previous owners uh or objects this exploration activity functions similarly to detect magic in that you move at half your travel speed or slower while looking for psychic magic resonance so you can Um, potentially do this while traveling just for future notes Yes, I can walk around and brush my bare hands over things. Um, just touch everything you as pass. I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of an empath, you know? I'm really sensitive <laughs> to other people's emotions. Uh, pretty much. Uh, and it says if if the associated emotion is painfully negative, like if somebody's getting murdered or attacked or, you know, whatever, injured severely, uh, I might take 1d6 psychic damage as determined by the GM. Interesting. Okay. I really wanted this feat, and then you took it, and I was like, okay, I'll choose something else. So I'm glad you're using it, though. That's cool. Can I see this goat's genitals yet? Will you stop? (laughs) It's got a gussy. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I don't know why. I think my brain heard that. It was like, nope, not responding. (laughs) That took me a second to laugh. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) How do you say gussy and dwarfish? We're going to spit the shit all over my keyboard. All right, what uh, voice do we think this goat is going to have? Take your bets now before he puts his headphones back on. <laughs> Definitely Ray Ramona. Vin Diesel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's either going to be that or the super, like, New Jersey guy. I am. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think, don't worry about Nothing. it. Nothing. Yeah. You're betting on the you, animal's um, voice? 
<laughs> Absolutely not. No. I'm glad you guys find the cave. <laughs> oh, God, this curse Shit, on this was, land is super bet? weird. All the animals sound Fired like Ramona now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's dark out, so it's extra scary. Mm. Okay. Right. Groth, go ahead and give me... Tell me which object you are attempting this reading on. I'm going to start at the tent. Okay. Not much remains of this tent. It has been collapsed by inclement winds and seeming seeming tears in the leather itself. And as you reach out and grip it, a scene flashes in front of your eyes. And it's it's as if you are looking from the perspective of somebody who needs corrective lenses but isn't wearing them it's it's blurry and almost hyper focused in some places you see a dwarf huddled by a very low campfire only embers clearly trying to not make much of an impression into the night around him by his side is a goat laying on the ground chewing on some hay and this dwarf looks paranoid and his paranoia is very quickly validated as these two white wolves with piercing blue eyes breach from the darkness one immediately sets upon the the goat as it's laying there tearing a fleshy bite out of its legs splattering that blood that you see on the ground the other one charges towards the dwarf interposing itself between his shield and the dwarf himself as he raises an axe from his side and swings at it and from the darkness a blue-skinned orc with a pelt of a similar wolf draping over his head and two axes steps forward and he says this is no longer your mountain dwarf The dwarf has but a moment to spit the name Frostknuckle like a curse and turn to his goat. Brumhilda, flee! And the goat limps off in a panic out into the darkness. One of the wolves begins chase, but with a single snap and a command from Frostknuckles, he says, Halt! The wolf stops and refocuses on the dwarf who looks like he is about to bolt. And that is where that psionic resonance ends. Um, yeah, Groth is going to snap out of this and immediately start looking around for Flint. And Flint's just sitting on the log nearby, kind of trying to comfort the goat. Groth probably Meh. hasn't seen you yet, but he's going to look over and be like, oh, oh shit, the goat. Meh. Uh, the goat kind of braces itself as you approach. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop when I see it stancing up at all. Um, I'll say, Rumilda. The goat's head turns in response. Flit just like kind of surprisingly looks back at Groth and then looks at the goat. And I will let you guys know I have a common to Dwarvish translator open, so I'm going to be doing that for the rest of this episode. Actually, <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> uh, Kind of like goes to like, you know, maybe like comfort the goat and pet it a little bit. It says, uh, Jalathardus, Brunhilda. 
Dokiachter Evit Odvar. Which just translates to, easy there, Brunelda, you are among friends. Um, and, yeah, Groth is going to say, Flint. Aye. Assuming that you make eye contact with them. He's just going to say, Yeah. Frost Nokul. And he's going to head back over to the camp. Uh, yeah, Flint will look around quickly, just at the surrounding area, and say, Here. You sure? How do you know that? Heard it. Saw it. Hard to explain, but this was him. I guess I know better than to question your abilities. Well, that at least confirms my suspicions that he's in the area. I bet my bollocks he's in that camp. Oh, and he's got to... Uh... He's got wolves. They're so pretty. Two white ones, right? Yeah. Aye. They're just as deadly, too, unfortunately. Do you... I had to look around, but you have any idea where our friend went? Couldn't get a direction, but I'll, I'll keep looking. Let you know if I find anything. Yeah, I mean, I just will start... I think walks out while you guys are talking about this, kind of hearing it and seeing a creature. I mean, he kind of—I think Flint kind of knows that you are a—you're, uh, cap- you know, capable of speaking with animals to some extent at this point. And so um, he'll turn to the goat and just, you know, you can say, uh, like, kind of motion over to Starway, saying, "Say, yeah, Vega Starlet, at Vega Crept Udof," and uh, kind of step back and like, so you can talk to her, right? See what she knows. She says, I will do my best. Okay, yeah, Flint just kind of takes a step back and lets you do your thing. Cool. So, I don't think we ever actually ported over the ring. Um, what? What? We're going to go ahead and just simplify it and say once per day you can use an action to speak with animals. And we'll say it lasts an hour. Okay, cool. Um, then I will do that. And let's see. Brumhilda, right? We don't mean any harm here, of course. We just we're trying to figure out what happened and maybe get you back to your owner if we can. Can you tell me anything about I mean the last week or so? And this goat looks kind of frantically between the three of you. Getting closer to Flint, especially with Flint speaking Dwarvish using the name Broomhilda, and she says, Where is, where is my master? He, he sent me away, and when I returned, I could not find him. I've come back, and I've stayed, I'm so hungry. Are you translating, Star? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, Flint will just say, you should ask her how many how many suns and moons has she seen? Try to figure out how long she's been here. Well, we're trying to figure out if we can find him. Do you know about how long you've been here? How many times have you seen the sun or the moon? 
since he's been gone. Such idiots. I haven't seen the sun since the sky turned black. Oh, God, the sun! How many times? (laughs) I'm going to start singing to her. Like a sad love song. Uh, Anyways, you're right. (laughs) It's just, it's so funny to me because, like, the difference between player and, like, character. Like, obviously, the characters are like, man, again, really weird. There's no sun anymore. (laughs) But, like, you just kind of forget it. No, it's it's totally fine. It's You're the one who fun. took the sun away from us, okay? It's your fault. <laughs> I'm never it's a, it's know, it's a really simple so metric wrong. to use tra- to use the track time, and now we don't have it anymore, and everything breaks down. Yeah, it's too stupid. Uh, yeah, how the thing. fuck do you ask that question then without like a reference? Well, animals That's have, actually like, an internal clock. I mean, I could just ask it how many times it slept since then. They don't generally. Oh. I mean, sometimes they take naps, but I take five know. naps a day, so I've slept. 55 times no just kidding then the rest of the know. week eating rocks off of this wall because i was so hungry yeah how many rocks have you eaten i think is generally because the one <laughs> one goat taken? can eat about four rocks per minute so <laughs> one thing i will say is this is a kind of unique challenge you now have because telling time is difficult for in this scenario for you educated learned people but for an animal that's probably difficult if not almost impossible to correlate ask ask it how many how many times it's it's master has slept like if it's capable of counting how many times it's master slept yeah that should give you about like roughly thousands you're trying to ask okay you know you're trying to say since the master's left so he doesn't know i'm I'm just gonna ask it how many times it has slept because i feel like that's the easiest sure. thing to do. It, it's going to be yeah. a little off, but it's it's close enough. Ask okay. me how many meals it's missed. Okay. Never been fed in my life. Okay. Uh, okay, we'll just scratch the other shit. We're trying to figure out what happened to your master if he's still alive. And you can count on us. We'll... We'll try to get you two reunited as soon as possible. How many times have you slept since he's been gone? I... I have slept six... six rests for more than a small amount of time, but I am constantly hunted here. I can't find food. I mean, I guess the other obvious question is, you know, if anybody has the ability to kind of, like, determine how long ago those, like, footprints or that blood trail, you know, was made, I guess. Well, the injuries, you you said it was, um, like, scabbed over. It's not actively bleeding anymore, and the blood's frozen, so... I mean, I also said it, you know, from the trail that you guys found it for, about a week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As if that trail matches up with here, like, I guess was my question. Yes, it, yeah. Seemingly so. Okay. So it's been a while. All right. Thank you for that information. Um, where did you guys come from, or do you know where you were going? Did your master say any specific words, any places, maybe, that he had been traveling to? We, we came from... The city. Our home. And we 
My master was looking for someone. He found someone like him. And she gestures towards Graf. He had oh, a shit. gentle touch. And he fed me. Oh, shit. But that was before the sun went dark. I wonder if he's talking about old Dean. Was old Dean was a rock giant? Correct. Yeah. Frost. Yeah. Uh, was he? Oh, yeah, stone right. Giant, stone stone giant. giant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just to confirm, this person that came to help you, did they look like Groth? Or were they... Did they look more like... Um, or, sorry, did they look like Flint over there? Or did they look more like Groth? And she'll point to both. The large one. So, Flint. With the <laughs> luscious lips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. Uh, give me just a moment. I just want to relay some of this information. Um, we don't have very much, but you are welcome to travel with us. We can even take a look at those wounds to make sure they're not infected if you'd like. You have my word, nobody here will hurt you. Go ahead and give me a persuasion check, but I'm also going to give you a plus six because you guys have really kind of crushed this whole thing. Or you can use nature, I would say, as well. Okay, I'm just, for some reason, I'm having a hard time finding persuasion. Or there. diplomacy, I'm sorry. We've diplomacy. been playing too yeah, yeah. much Baldur's <laughs> Yeah, we have. <laughs> Diplomacy or nature? Okay, we're, I'm going to go with diplomacy. You said it was a plus six to that? Plus six. Okay. 35? Nice. Okay. She says, Yes, please. I need some more warm and food. Please. I can carry your things or him and she looks at flint <laughs> um again you're kind of still actively translating yeah uh yeah flint will walk up and say uh well say it to you i guess starlight but uh, yeah, for now why don't you tell her she could just carry this until we find its owner again and you'll strap the legionnaire's shield to like the side of her saddle his shield he always ate mac and cheese off the top of it. <laughs> Poured cereal into it and, and milked me into it to eat it. It's awful. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> cool. Yeah, Flint also just wants to double check, make sure there's nothing useful worth taking from this camp before we leave. Yeah, at this point, and especially, you know, Bo, I imagine you're kind of pointing out what you saw. You, you totally picked this camp apart. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but also, it's pretty late, right? We kind of need to make camp here. You probably actually need to retreat. Making camp here would be hard for all five of you. Yeah, it is a very they, sort of small spot. Uh, this camp is also known to our enemy too. Yeah, so I just thought that you want to stay here. I just thought last ep, you had said that if we chose to come here, we wouldn't be able to go another spot. Yeah, we're just gonna have a little bit of a tough time getting back to the tower, but it's we can still do that. I think. Okay. 
So speaking of, I need all of you to give me a fortitude save. Um, but also before we go, uh, Groth, is there anything in the pack that we could feed this poor animal with? Nope. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Who's Probably. keeping track of that? <laughs> Dane, <laughs> you have the pack uh, stuff. I mean, we have like what sixteen rations left. We haven't needed to Something use like any that. since after that first night because um, we had some stew. Yeah, um, and then we also got some frozen meat or back. something from the frost. Oh yeah, we crammed an entire frozen other goat North into thawing. the bag. Was that a goat? Yeah. We're not going to feed him a goat. Yeah, it's also a goat. <laughs> Goats don't really eat meat. So. Dad, would no. one of the rations be able <laughs> they, to be fed to a goat? That's probably also mostly salted meat and like hard tack and stuff, right? I, you can feed a ration. It's fine. The, you, I mean, it, yeah. it probably needs more sustenance, but in a pinch, it'll be all right. Goats are, we'll yeah. have to fatten it up in case we need to eat it. So, yeah, let's give out a ration. <laughs> what is he saying? Um, Why is he looking at me? <laughs> it's fine. You're, you're going to be fine. Don't be alarmed if the big one picks you up. You're going to be fine. Um, she pulls quick drop. Yeah, at her. actually, as you say that, I think Groth is going to scoop up this goat and hold it like he would hold a cat. If you're carrying it and just like hand feed it a ration on its. <laughs> I like to imagine it's like I hold Viper like a baby. <laughs> I also like to imagine that might give Groth a bit of a boost to like the fortitude because he's holding a warm creature. They're huddling together, kind of. Maybe. I don't know why, but I imagine like how you like little kids feed like their plastic toy. Like they're just kind of put it to their mouth and they're like, <laughs> mm, yum yum yum. Yeah. Yum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't you love this bag of holding? Here comes the airplane. <laughs> oh, no, I love the fact, yeah, it's a, it's a bag of holding, which is like this goat's head sticking out to keep it warm or something. <laughs> just like chewing on it. I was yeah. thinking Groth is carrying it because uh, Groth just generates shit tons of heat naturally. <laughs> sure. Swaddle, swaddle Brunhilde like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now you guys are headed back, I assume. Yes. Yeah, to the yes, tower. To the tower. Okay, everybody give me a fortitude save. Groth, I will give you a plus two, because I think you make a... Not for the goat, because that's ridiculous, but I think you make a good <laughs> point of... Your mask is constantly radiating heat. Well, also, he lived in the Crab Nox. He's yeah, probably, I also like, at least... have a resistance yeah. to cold. Oh, that's right. You have resistance to yeah. cold. So, at this level... At this level, I don't think you actually have to roll it. Deeper in okay. the mountains in the dark... Probably. Yeah, or it's super cold. Or. <laughs> yeah, Flint's just all bundled up, like, furiously puffing on the milk guard, trying to stay warm. Trudging through the dark in the snow. Okay. What'd you guys get? You said fortitude, right? Fartitude. I got 30. Fartitude. Excellent. Oh, shoot. 34. Okay. 12. Oh. I got a 32. Okay, so most of you are fine, and I actually really like the way this played out. You you have Kiaren, who has lived her life in Subterranea, or the Underneathy, as we like to call it, who likely has dealt with cold down there, and also has pretty good survival skills, if I'm not mistaken. And then you have Flint, who's passed through these mountains several times, and you have Bo, who has lived in a temple to the south of these mountains. But you are from warmer climates, Star. You are from the Dragonfire Isles and the Feywild. You've had 
places that are warm, vibrant, and full of lush uh, is really what's seeped into your life. So you critically fail and you are having a rough time. You are now fatigued too until you get some rest as well. As well as taking 13 cold damage. And the rest of you see this like Star's white fur is freezing and crystallizing and she's shivering as she travels and usually I think Star's likely ahead but she's starting to sort of lag in the party behind she's really tired Star's probably just rubbing her arms trying to shake off the crystals as often as she can she's like damn hate this weather just places I'm from are never like this it's fucking horrible keep it together Starlet we'll be there soon uh, you get used to it anyway. It's good for you. <laughs> get used to it, says the guy who was literally born used to it. <laughs> I was like, we'll see how you guys fare when we're in my part of town. You call it Try peeing on yourself. It's, it works in a pinch. <laughs> it warms you up for a moment. <laughs> then it gets really cold. Then it gets even, even colder. <laughs> so just make sure you keep peeing. <laughs> I haven't had water in six days. <laughs> <laughs> Eat some snow. <laughs> but not the snow you up. pee on. <laughs> <laughs> After a while of travel, you return to this watchtower. And I don't think you guys have actually been in this. And f just to remind you of just how this looks, nestled away on its own little cliffside plateau is this old watchtower. The base of it has a large hole broken through the stone, seemingly like an old siege potentially has happened. Honestly, you likely get the sense that, and Groth, this is probably your idea as well as likely giants. And confirming your suspicions walking into that first floor, there is an old boulder that has scraped its way across the floor that's roughly the size of Flint. But it doesn't look like anybody's been here for a long time, and it looks like the second floor of this watchtower is untouched. However, you guys are still on the front floor. First floor, rather. And as you're walking up, you just kind of meh, meh. The uh, goat Broomhilda's quite a bit more vocal here. In fact, walks in as soon as you get close and sort of goes to a corner of the bottom room as if it's been here before. Is my Does this, um, animals up? I think so, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, just kind of knowing Dwarven history and stuff, does uh, Flint... Uh, does this look like this was, like, old enough to be from, like, Yoden Winter and, like, the war with the ice giants and stuff this is a an old building um you think it's been established for and and maintained for generations of dwarves okay hell yeah um yeah uh, flint will just kind of turn towards groth and like smile and be like kind of motion towards the boulder and says uh i think their people probably did this oh yeah oh yeah yeah we do like to uh improvise our doors <laughs> after we break them <laughs> We do love throwing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Groth is going to go ahead and take out some of that tinder he collected a few episodes ago and uh, mm -hmm. build a nice smokeless fire. 
in the center of this first floor. Okay. Assuming there's there is a way for the smoke to escape, right? Yeah, there's actually a fireplace okay. in here. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to go ahead and build a nice, really hot, smokeless fire. Since he's got okay. dry tender to do it with. Star will kind of... Sorry, really quick. Good. Say, um, Groth, that boulder, is there... Well, I guess, is the boulder, like, roughly the size of the hole? Or, like, if we roll it over there, is it going to do anything? Is it going to be able to stop things from getting in? Or Not really. It's... A little smaller than the hole, it likely impacted it and then had a sort of outward force that broke open uh, more of it. And you, you guys also recognize, you know, fighting this frost giant the other day. Um, maybe that was even the same day, actually, come to think of it. Um, it hurled one a, a boulder roughly this size and shape at Groth and hit him for a significant amount of damage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that hurt. Does the hole that it left in Groth, can we use the boulder? Is it roughly the same size to plug that up at least? <laughs> That's just his butt. Um, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Flint wants to climb the tower up as high as he can to try to get a look um, at the surrounding area. You go to go up to the second floor, which is separated by a hatch on the ceiling with a ladder coming down. The ladder has been broken as if hacked away at the top. Hmm. Uh, Kiaren was going to start searching the tower just to see if she can find anything of interest. So if she sees that Flint's interesting and up there, she'll offer him a boost. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Flint would turn to Kiaren if she's in the area and say, Kiaren, you get me up there? Of course. She goes into like a gym a cheerleader pose to boost him up. <laughs> we got spirit. How Ready about you? And okay. <laughs> you give him a boost and Flint, you go to push open the hatch, but it is stuck. Huh. That's that's interesting. It seems like I can't quite get it open. Somebody give me boost. Is it like it's locked or is it just like something's <laughs> heavy like you could maybe lift it a little bit? It doesn't seem locked. Something heavy is on top of it, but one thing I will say is that there is no give when you push on it. Hmm. So very heavy. Is there possibly a way up at this high of the tower for Flint to put, like, I don't know. There's probably not a lot of windows that you could fit out this high. It's probably a lot of arrow slits and stuff like that, right? Correct. Okay. We do have climbing gear, though, don't we? Yep. Is climbing yeah, there work on maybe a tower, if, though? I would like to see if Groth can force it open, potentially, before we start climbing the outside of it. Yeah, sir, how how high is it? Like, could I stand on solid ground and do it? Because if I stand on somebody and open something that's got, like, a you're gonna, car's you're gonna worth of weight, I'm just going to crush the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'll tell you, is yes, it is short enough for you to do that. However, it is too small for you to get through once you get it open. Yeah, that's all right. Can uh, maybe Flint stand up on your shoulders, Groth? Maybe tr even try to help you push a little bit? Sure. Why don't you, Flint, give me a athletics check, and then we'll have you aid, essentially. So if you get a 20 or higher, you will give him a plus one. Okay. I didn't. I got a 16. Okay. So I'm useless. Groth, give me an athletics check. Uh, that is going to be a 26. You give it a hefty shove, and it gives a little bit. 
but it does not open. But one thing you do ascertain from that in that small fraction, maybe a quarter inch that it opened, is this is being held shut by some sort of contraption. Flint, can you wedge your axe in there? Just a little um, bit. Can Flint. Can Star search the bottom floor for any, like, uh, kind of like checking for traps, but more like checking for a secret button or a ledge or something? Sure. Possibly. Um, both you and Kiaran give me perception checks, because I know Kiaran, you are also trying to search. But what are you doing during all of this? Taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how much help it is going to be for me to search, too. Um, uh, I mean, want to, you can. Yeah, you could also, you got the goat there. You could also start preparing some food for everybody. Whatever you like. Hmm. Why don't you think about it? We'll come back to you. Uh, what'd you guys get on your perceptions? Got an 18. 18. I got a 28. Okay. Looking around, you find your your search is f- relatively fruitless. You find a couple of old tankers. You find maybe some grain and rice. Nothing super interesting. Uh, grain and rice is very interesting. Uh, sure, rotten sure. grain and rice? Or... <laughs> no. no. Um, um, I imagine Star it. found the grain and rice, though. Groth. Is going to use Curse of Lost Time on this. Oh, okay. <laughs> that ages it quite a bit, right? Yes. Yeah, I think as he just reaches up and just touches it with one finger and says, Old. And how much yes. does it age it? Um, for a construct? Uh, a, it's probably an object. an object. It's an object. Yeah. Uh, it immediately takes no bear. Four, 4d6 damage. Okay. Give yeah. me 4d6 damage. Apply hardness normally. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be 14 damage. Ooh. Okay. So you touch this hatch and this ripple of magic travels over it like a like a stone that's dropped into a pond just whoop and the top right corner of it begins to rot and wilt and just almost flake off unfortunately it's not the entire thing however you what you can see is the edge of some sort of device on the other side as this little maybe three by three inch corner has rotted off. Give me a crafting check. Ooh, I love crafting checks. That's a 29. Excellent. This little device is quite a piece of dwarven engineering. It seems that whoever locked this place jury-rigged some sort of contraption, potentially out of a bear trap and some other tools, so that once somebody applied pressure, it would latch 
on top of the door and keep it shut through um, I can't remember what you call it, but essentially a mechanism that makes it so you need ten times the amount of uh, strength to open it up. It's like a clasp that has like an anchor point. Um, however, knowing this, what you can do is attempt to disable this with a crafting check or a thievery check. Um, does Flint see this too? I think Groth is going to point it out to you and be like, ah... That may be my people, pointing at the <laughs> rock on the ground. <laughs> Point at this bit. These was your people. Uh, Flint will, like, kind of chuckle for a second, but then, like, just sort of think about that for a minute and be like, Hey, you're right. What in the hell? And then he'll just kind of, like, lean up, maybe try to, like, get his face close to the, exp- like, the, you know, exposed corner and just, uh, again in Dorvish just kind of quizzically up there just stone bother we're friends and you see Broomhilda's head pop up as she swivels and looks at you and just to give you a little flavor of Broomhilda she's got this cream colored long almost yak like fur curling twisted ram horns with ridges and one of them's chipped and then she does have that kind of vicious wound in her leg as well Better, very beautiful creature. Br- brown eyes with a pretty rich goatee. But rich goatee. your voice echoes, Flint, and no response. I'm imagining Groth holding Flint up like Simba. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah so he talk into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Flint will kind of just like let the silence ring out for a moment and just say, it's, it's definitely, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Tanner, but it definitely seems like something that somebody could have only set up from the inside and not have left. That is incorrect, it seems. The okay. way the, I don't actually know how this device works because I made it up, but the way it works is it's sort of a trap <laughs> well, on the- exactly how it works. <laughs> no, but it's a trap okay. on the door so that as soon as it's applied pressure, it stomps shut. It's like, imagine like a half- bear trap that once that plate is hit it closes gotcha. on top so it see and you guys didn't hear anything engaged so it seems like somebody came through here tried to get up there and triggered the trap okay well on that note uh Flint will just say back down to Garth, all right big man hold me steady and he'll produce his thieves tools and start trying to disarm this thing to the best of his ability Okay, give me a thievery check. Ugh. 22. 22. This device seems to have been made hastily. You can tell as you're going through disarming it. Perhaps at certain points you brush up pieces or parts of it because you're going at a weird angle trying to disarm this. And something that was more carefully... Uh, created might have a more complex disarming system, but you are able to hit the latch on this and loosen the uh, pressure holding this hatch shut. Okay. Loosen it like it's not disengaged entirely, but like it might be a little bit easier to open now. It should be really easy to open. You you right. you disengaged it. Cool. Alright, and after that kind of pops free, Flint will put the thieves tools away. Um, 
and then turn back to Groth and be like, all right, Groth, on three, you launch me up there. You ready? Oh, I was born ready for this. <laughs> Dwarf <Flint> throwing. <laughs> Flint will draw his short sword, and then on three, on the count of three, we'll shove the door open and then have Groth just, like, launch him up there. Okay. Give me a count. One. Two. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Flint, you burst through this hatch in the ceiling and into the second floor of this untouched watchtower. Looking around, it seems like somebody resided in here not too long ago, but you're looking around, gripping your short sword. I imagine you've drawn it. Oh, yeah. Nobody seems to be in here, but one peculiar thing immediately grabs your attention. And what thing is that? A ornate helmet of a bronze legionnaire carefully placed on a table that is scribed with dwarven runes. And to find out what they say, you'll have to tune Subscribe in next Subscribe to week. tier three of our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Reroll Gaming Podcast. Ooh. Picking up the pieces. Hell yeah. Hot on his trail. I just imagine Flint busting through it like oh, that Jesus. meme of Simpsons where he just like, kind of busts <laughs> through the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what, that what is that character? Is it Ralph? Ralph, it Ralph? yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more and with your support we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12am Pacific Standard Time. See you then.